salvation of mankind. In the Garden of Eden, God said that only until the woman was introduced, man did not have a suitable helper for his destiny. Today, as great men of God seek to fulfill the call of God on their lives through their ministries, women still play a vital role in ensuring its effectiveness. We will look at some women mentioned in the Bible and seek to discover how their roles ensured the ministry of various men of God received a boost and positive impact through the help of the Holy Spirit. So what we are saying this afternoon, uh, brethren, is that women also have a vital role to play in God's plan. We've established that a ministry is doing God's work. Is that not what we said today? Ministry is doing whose work? God's work. And if God is going to do his work, it is not only for men. I know that sometimes we hear various things that I will not delve into. Some of us must have heard maybe that uh, women cannot do this or do that. We are not here today to talk about what women cannot do. We are here to talk about what women can do. And we are going to be looking at a few women in the scripture. Just a few women. Let's first of all establish what we have said. That even God at the beginning, God, when you want to know the purpose of something, what you will do is that you will go to the beginning. Is that not so? And find out what was the plan at the very beginning. What did the person have in mind? Then you can begin to understand what is happening. In the very beginning, the Bible tells us that God himself looked at Adam and said, Adam, I've blessed you. You are in charge. You are in authority. You are in control. But if you must go the whole length, you will need a woman. Genesis 2.18. Now, I know some other people will say, ah, but that baby was the beginning of a problem. We will not go into that today. Let's just look at what God said, not what happened. Genesis 2.18, very quickly. And the Lord God says, Yes. It is not good that a man should be alone. Yes. And will make me and help me for him. Yes, thank you very much. And because of time, we will not go into everything. But the Bible tells us that in verse 23, what did Adam say? Let's go to 23. And Adam said, Yes. This is, this is now bone of my bones. Yes. And flesh of my flesh. Yes. She shall be called woman. Yes. Because she was taken out of the man. Thank you. So, we are not feminists here. You know, there are some people that say that uh, a, feminism says that a woman is also a man. That's not what we are saying. What we are saying is that a woman has a role to play in the kingdom of God, and if the woman understands her role, she can support the man very well. We have different categories of women. We have single sisters. We have married people. We have elderly women. We have some people that are widows. We can't deeply go into all those things, but we will just scratch the head. But we'll start with a married woman because from the very beginning, the Bible said a man needed a woman. Priscilla is the first example in our bulletin. So it says she's a married woman. 
that means she's a woman who was always mentioned alongside her husband in the work of ministry in the New Testament. She was involved in tent making alongside her husband and her lifestyle is demonstrated as follows. So can we go to Acts chapter 18 where we have a lot of mention about the woman called Priscilla. Anybody can read for us from verses 1 to verse 3. Yes? After this thing. Yes. Oh. After this thing, God departed from Athens and came to Corinth and found a certain Jew named a queen born in fortune. Yes. Let me come from from Italy with his wife, Priscilla, because that Clindios had ordered you to depart from Rome, and came unto them, and because he was of the same wit, he abode with them, and brought from Bahia, do we understand what the Bible is saying? So the Bible says that Paul left where? Where did Paul live? Athens. Are we following the scripture at all? And he came to a town called what? So we can say if it was today, we could have said Paul left maybe Akure and came to a town called what? Bara. Are we together? And then he found in Bara, when he wanted to start that work, a Jew like him, named what? Aquila. Aquila. Born, blah, blah, blah. And they were coming from another town. Where were they coming from? Read your Bible, I'm not the one talking. Acts chapter 18, verse 2. Where were they coming from? Italy. You know what happened to them? They were in Italy. The one, one um, ruler came in Rome and said, look, all of you, leave this place. So they left that place. You know many people that are in this barrack, they didn't really, they came here because they are moving from another place, is that also? And they came to settle here. In English language, such people, if they are not serious facilities, they will be called something like um, refugees. Are we together? Everybody that is in Bara is in transit. True of us. Talk now. Everybody that is in Bara is in what? Transit. They are just using it as a gap to a brighter future. But you know, they have gone through some problems. There were some people that were doing some things. They had some means. But one ruler came, made life difficult for them. They carried their car and went to Corinth. When they got to Corinth, they started, they looked for another place to settle down there. There's no problem with that. They didn't say, ah, this God that I've been serving since, how, why did he allow me to face this challenge? So, the beginning of Acts chapter 18 tells us that for Aquila and Priscilla, they were in Corinth as a, as a result of some persecution. Are we together? They came there not on a visit. They didn't come because they were going on excursion. They didn't get to Corinth because they just had some money that they wanted to spend. Persecution moved them from where they were staying before to where they now landed. And for some of us, when we begin to face persecutions, what is our response? We say God is not what? 
faithful. But that was not the arrest. They said, okay, God is the God of Italy, God is the God of Rome, and God is the God of Corinth. If God has brought me to Corinth, he has a purpose for me. Let me settle down in Corinth and start finding what God wants me to do. Is that our attitude as Christians here? Or we continue to cry over what God did not do? When there is a greater future for you in what God is about to do. <coughs> so they settle down. So if you have settled down in any place at all on the face of this world, and somebody is telling you that America is that place, Canada is that place, say, I cannot make it. You are the one to stop yourself. You can always make it. But let's go back to Priscilla. Number one says she was what? In verse 2, the um, Bible tells us that she followed her husband, and her husband's name was what? Aquila. Aquila. So she was a partner, a wife to who? Aquila. Aquila did not carry his load, and Priscilla said, I am not going. Like Lot, when God said, Lot, leave that place. Lot carried his load. Lot's wife said, I am not going. And before you knew what happened to Lot's wife, what happened to her? She became a pillar of salt. When the husband carried the gangara, Priscilla did what? Carried her own too. Because the husband is in charge. The only time that a women can decide to do one or two things is when the husband is not, is number one, maybe not a Christian, telling you to sin, and is not displaying good sense of wisdom, like in the case of Abigail. So she, she went with him. So number one says she is a partner to her husband. So they realize that, Corinth, here I come. We did not plan it all, but this is where we have found ourselves. And in this land of Corinth, we are going to serve God. And she was ready to serve God with the master. What, does a, what do women do when their husbands are moving, if they are married? They must be ready to support and they must never, never forget that your location can change, your identity can change, your status can change, but your service of God can never change. Wherever you find yourself as a godly woman, you must realize that certain things do not change in your life. Number one, your submission to your husband. Number two, your service of God. Well, that should actually come first. So when they settled there, they started doing something. They said they were tent makers, and they were also like Paul. Paul also was a tent maker. So it's like saying a hairdresser came to Bara and met Sister Cecilia, and Sister Cecilia too is a hairdresser. Say, I know how to I'm a man of God, though. She has the spirit of God. Sissy has the spirit of God. She says, okay, come and stay in my house. And I begin to stay in their house. That's what happened to Paul and these people. So, and Priscilla. So Paul was there. Where will I stay? God, lead me to a godly family. And he met them. Say, what do you do? Ah, we are carpenters. What do you do? Ah, I'm a hairdresser. What do you do? And it happened to be what they do. Paul also does. God, Paul was not an idle minister of God. The Bible said he used to do what? Do tests. And he said, Now, if he got to Aquila's house and Priscilla said, Oh, I cannot. I'm tired of all this thing. We have just settled down in Corinth. We have not found our feet. We have left our house in Italy. We have left our things in Italy. We just came here. We are still struggling. And look at it. And she began to give um, Aquila a problem. Can Paul stay there? But when she got there, I'm not saying that it's everybody that knocks your door that you open to. I'm saying like we learned at the last uh, segment that you should be led by the spirit of who? 
of God. If the Holy Spirit is leading you, you know what to do. So she was hospitable. The Bible tells us in verse 2 that Paul began to stay in their place. So what happened was that Paul now has a home in where? In Corinth. And we don't have time to look into it deeply, but that's what Priscilla did. She, and you know that normally we say that it's women that have the home. If you get to a home, you are well received, everything happens well, then you know that the woman is in charge. If you get to a place and you are finding that the husband is doing one kind, one kind, one kind, one week, two weeks, three weeks, check very well. Who does not want you to be there? It's the wife. True or false? That's the way it is. I can never forget an experience I had many years ago. I was looking for a place to stay and I just saw one Awusa pastor. My former pastor comes from Adawa State. I've never spoken to him seriously before. I've never done anything. And I needed a place to stay. He went, he just came back one day and provided the solution for me. Who actually gave the solution? It was the wife. Then let's look at Acts 18:26. We said she was a humble builder of men. Somebody should read Acts 18:26. We have to move fast. Acts 18. Yes. Whom when Aquila and Sorry, let just pause. So that place is talking about a man called Apollos. But because we don't want to waste time, we can yet start the story from 24. Okay, start, start from 24, but read very fast. And a certain Jew named Apollos. Yes. Born as Alexander. Yes. An eloquent man. Yes. And mighty in the scriptures. Yes. Yes. This man was interested in the way of the Lord. Yes. And being fervent in the school. Yes. He spoke and taught diligently the things of the Lord. Yes. Knowing only the passage of John. Yes. And he began to speak to the people of the Sina. Yes. Whom when Apulia and Sicilia had heard, yes. they took him unto them yes. and responded unto him the way of God. Yes. Thank you. Do you understand what Sister Sicilia read? There was a man of God. He is already a man of God. He was already working for God. In fact, he is on fire for God. Because the Bible says that he is mighty in scripture. Verse 24. Can you see it in your Bible? Yes, he is mighty in scripture. So he is somebody that is spending time with the word of God. But the Bible says that when it, then look at verse 25, the qualifications are plenty there. Number one, the Bible says he talked to many people about who? Jesus. But he knew only about something. What did he know about? John's baptism. Somewhere in Acts, you will see some people met Paul. They say, what do you know? Say, we only know John's baptism. They say, I know you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This thing that Pastor was talking about before now. Then look at 26. When you look at 26, can you see that the position of the name has changed? Are you looking at Acts chapter 18, verse 26? At the beginning, the Bible said Aquila and Priscilla. But when you get to 26, what do you see? Priscilla and... Mm -mm. 26 says what? Priscilla and Aquila. Different scriptures. Okay. Different scriptures. Maybe different versions. Different. Bible says Priscilla and Aquila. Okay, so when we got to 26, now look at what happened. So this man was speaking both in this synagogue. And then something happened. The Bible says when Aquila and 
Priscilla here. Let me use King James since that's what many of you have heard. They took him unto them. I'm using simpler translation, so I don't want that King James looks funny. Let me read New Living. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him preaching boldly in the synagogue, what did they do? They took him unto them. New translation says they took him aside. What does it mean to take somebody aside? What is the Bible saying? Separate. Sir? Separate. Separate. Okay, another one. Mentor. What else? So he was in this church. He was doing something. And they listened to him. And they saw that what he was doing, he has zeal. He has knowledge. He has the word. But there are some aspects of the word of God that he does not understand. So they didn't query him in the synagogue. They did not correct him on the pulpit. They did not come and say, come on, sit down. They did what? Took him where? Aside. What does it mean to take somebody aside? Take him into private. They did not correct him publicly so that everybody can know that they know what Apollos does not know. They are more interested in making him a better Christian than in being proud that they know something that Apollos does not know. For many of us, what we do on the pulpit is showmanship. Two of us, we want people to know. That's not the issue. Come on, sit down. That's not the issue. Come on, do this. That's not the issue. They say, ah, this man has zeal. This man wants to work for God. This man is in the synagogue. Synagogue is what you would call church today. But this man has a lot about the word of God that he does not know. Where will we go and train him? Aside. Aside can be in their house. Aside can be in the church office. Aside can be at a special meeting. We will allow him to finish doing this thing because he has a good motive and it's not very dangerous to the church. But we will take him and that's why we said a humble what builder of what men. So what are we saying there? The foundation of any woman's ministry and man is what the motive and what humility. That's what we are saying this morning. If anything you do, sing, pray, lead announcements, do anything, is born out of pride and out of showmanship. The Bible says you have received your reward out. And after they did that, Apollos too did not say, I've been in the church for a long time. How did you hear this thing? He was ready to be taught. And by verse 27, the Bible tells us that he left. And what did he do? He continued to do the work of God. Other scriptures tell us that. So, verse 3 says, they were, it, she was a humble builder of men. What do women do? When you are in a church, I notice that some people are not tagging along, they are not following along. Like we are saying, okay, we preach the word of God, people don't really understand. It's not to make noise. It's not to come out and say, I want to also be known that I know. You pick some these people and you devote time to them and you create a time of discipleship and you create a time of training and you create a time of teaching and you sit down with them in their private space until they know that thing that they are supposed to do what? No. no. That's the job of, of women. But for you to do that, you must know the right thing. Is that not so? If you don't know the right thing, how can you stop them? 
Paul was talking about such, the scripture is not there. He spoke about people that rightly divide the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2.15, we can't go there. How do you know that somebody is saying the wrong thing if you do not know the right? Who says everything that you hear on the book? It is true. It is you that will go and search the scripture yourself. They were a partner, she was a partner in Paul's ministry. But remember, everything she was doing was under her husband. Romans 16, 3. Romans 16, 3. Yes. Paul called them his what? His helpers. In Christ, what? Jesus. You can see that here now, if some places you see Aquila and Priscilla, some places you see Priscilla and Aquila. Our, the Bible commentary says that Priscilla and Aquila's home models a Christian home. That's what Christian commentary says. That these people, anywhere they went, they went together. The wife supporting the man and doing the work of the ministry. So they were partners. The question you ask yourself is that. How will they be have how would they have been partners to Paul if they never left Italy to come to Corinth at the time Paul was there? It is this that even though it was one ruler that told them to carry their load and go and they carried their load, God was behind the situation. True or false? Yeah. So what is that situation you have found yourself in and you are complaining instead of finding thank you, I'm sweating right now. Instead of finding the way out. In when they go to Corinth, it's like God had prepared them in uh, wherever, Italy. When they got to Corinth, they began to do much more work for God. I don't care where any one of us are living today or where we find ourselves or what you find yourselves doing. The truth about it is that if you are following God, there is no mistake in your life. Everything works together for your good. That's what the Bible says. So Paul said, let's quickly go to the last one, Acts 18, 26. Then another person, second forty two. Okay, leave that second forty two. Act eighteen twenty three. Can somebody read that one? And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. Who went Aquila and Priscilla and Paul? They took him also. Okay, we have read that. There is a mistake with this scripture. There is a place where the Bible says that. Um, I'm coming. There is a place where the Bible says they got to Ephesus. Okay, Acts. I hope I've lost it. I didn't check this. That when Paul got to Ephesus. Acts 18, 18 to 19. Okay, Acts 18, 18 to 19. Let's go there. And Paul, after this, buried him yet a good wife, and then took his leave of the brethren and Still, yes, she was here, and with him, and Nineteen, and he came to Ephesus, okay. and left them there. But he, he himself entered the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. Yes. Do we understand what happened there? No. Acts 18, 18 to 19. So let me summarize it because we can't look at all the scriptures that spoke about them. So when Paul saw that these people, they are serious Christians, both Aquila and Priscilla, he was going with them on his missionary work, journeys. So yeah, it's enough of you sitting down in Corinth and say, we are tent maker. When I want to go and preach the word to somebody in Shagamu, follow me. 
when it's time to go to uh, Benue State, follow me. And in any capacity that God wants to use you, be ready to be used that way. And he started going with them. And some other place in the scripture, the Bible says that along the line, as they were getting uh, more Christians and more people were heeding the gospel, they started using Aquila and Priscilla's house as what? A church, a home church. That's the beginning of what some churches today call what? House. Why? Because they have. Can you put your your a home church is not less important than this church. If you say you have house fellowship, it doesn't mean that this church is more important than it. I've seen home churches where miracles happen. I've seen home churches where when people go there and they share with the brethren, she brings the same spirit of God. She brings the same thing. When they pray, miracles happen. They give testimonies. It is when the wahala is too big for that church that they bring the problem to where? Church. Because the home church is a church. The only thing is that it's not a church with like this, with all the ceremony. Because the Bible says, wherever two or three are gathered, what has happened? God is there. And they made their house a home church. Why? Because there was a man and a wife called Priscilla who was ready to keep themselves to the gospel. They, did not, they were not complaining. They did not cry over all what they have lost. Because when they left Italy to come to Corinth, they lost a number of things. Is that not so? They will lose their home. They will lose resources. They will lose prestige. They will lose a lot of it. They didn't get to call it and start crying and say, God, if I've been serving you for 15 years, why were you sleeping when they told me to leave my house? They just picked up themselves and said, I know God has a purpose for me. And we started to see it. They were building men. The Bible only tells us about Apollos. If they can face Apollos in the face, you know what they did? They said, Apollos, even though you are a man of God, you are not doing the right thing. Come, let me teach you the right thing to do. That means they would have done it for other people as well, even though their names are not mentioned in the Bible. They opened their home for Christian work. They opened their home for Christian church. They opened their home for Christ to decide because there is a woman there and that woman knows that she has been called to support the work of God and the work of God, if she decides not to support it, it will go on. She will just be the loser. That is the way it is. Number two, three Marys in the new, there are not only three Marys, so I've canceled the D. There are plenty Marys, but we'll just look at three. The first one is Mary, the favored single sister. That is Mary, the mother of who? Jesus. Matthew 1, 18 to 20. We have looked at the married woman. The husband is her pillar. She is supporting. She is hospitable. She is joining us with him to build the brethren. Building brethren here is not to give them money. Building brethren here is not to give them clothes. Building brethren is to build them in the word of God. She's following her husband to Paul. She became Paul's um, partner. And anywhere Paul, when Paul can say, oh yeah, I'm going to another city, Aquila and Priscilla, take care of these children. Me, let me continue the work of God. If the ministry grows, when the ministry grows, because one thing about ministry that it grows, once it grows, people are needed to continue the work. The question is, who will be available to do the work? Three Marys in the New Testament. Mary, the favored single sister. Matthew 1, 18 to 20. Matthew 1. Was on this wise, was on this wise, 
when as his mother, Mary, was exposed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found the child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on this, on these days, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, that son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, ma'am. Let's look at Luke 1, 27 to 35, another fast reader. We are looking at a single sister because before all this one happened now, Mary was still what? Single. She was still single. To a virgin exposed to a man, whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in, to, and the angel came in unto her and said, Hey, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation he should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall be unto him the children of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto him, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also that holy, holy thing, which shall be born of this, shall be called the Son of God. Thank you. So we are looking at the life of who? Mary. Mary. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 1, 18 to 20, that Mary was in a dilemma. She was in big trouble. You know, how do you go? In fact, how do you just go and tell people and say that I am pregnant, but I did not sleep with any man? That's the way it looked at. And in fact, the Bible says that Mary was listening to the angel and said, what is the meaning of all this rubbish? I've been serving you wholeheartedly. I've been doing the right thing. Why do you now want to disgrace me, God? And Matthew 1 tells us something. In fact, Matthew 1 tells us that Mary, uh, Joseph, the husband that she wanted to marry, wanted to do what with her? Eh? Put her away. He said, I will not disgrace you. You know I like you. But since you have gone to go and sleep with another man, and you are coming here to tell me now that it is the Holy Spirit. Don't worry. I will not make a public show of you. I'm, I'm not that type of person. I don't glory in people falling about. I don't glory when I hear that one brother has slept and I will come to church. I will do it again privately. Remember that when we were looking at Priscilla, they took Apollos privately. Is that not so? Now John said, I will do it how? Privately. But I cannot marry you. Me, that I have been keeping myself for you forever. You are now coming with one cock and bull story that you something just happened to you and you do not understand. Please, take that stupid story away. So the Bible tells us that in verse 19 of Matthew 1, 
that Joseph said, go away, go your separate ways. But what happened in verse 20? The Bible says that while Matthew and Joseph was thinking of all this thing, one angel appeared to him and said, son of David, don't be afraid. This thing your uh, fiancé is telling you, it is what? It is true. Never you do what you want to do, you can. The question I ask myself, how did Mary even tell Joseph that thing? How will you look at somebody and say that something that has never happened before? She knew we have a story in the Bible that we are following that, but in the Mary's case now, there is even no precedent. Nobody has, so she cannot look at the scribe, the scroll that they read in synagogue and say, ah, this thing. I'm sure maybe when they first have said, is it God or is it Satan? What type of rubbish is this? How will she go? And her fears were coming to pass. Joseph now says, I will put you away. But when we look at uh, Luke 127, even in all her confusion, you know that when the angel met Mary, the first thing they did was to hail her. Do you know that? Luke 1, let's go back there to King James Version. Luke 1, 27. So you are a single sister here. All that you need for God to, you know, I don't know how to put it. What, what is required of you? Because actually single, it is when we are single that we are being prepared for the things we will do when we are married. Unless you receive Jesus after you become born again. That's the preparation room for any sister. Singlehood. But if you now became born again after marriage, God has you covered. Let's have look one again. 27. To a virgin exposed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of Ephesus, and the virgin's name was Mary. The 28. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hey, thou that are highly favored. Okay. The Lord is with you. Okay. Blessed are thou among women. Okay. The Bible said, When the angel saw her, what did he do? He held her. Is what people, how do you hail somebody? <laughs> The angel came and said, ah, you are a special one. You, this, this baby, we have not seen anybody like you before. That God can look in heaven. And he was looking for a vessel to carry out an eternal assignment. And he looked all through the earth. And he picked only you. <laughs> Even angels that stand in the presence of God say, I hate you. That's a single sister. And then, but look at what was happening. And in verse 28, uh, 29, the Bible says, she was troubled. Is that, so the everything that you do as a single sister, what does Mary tell you? Because Mary's life was a preparation. In fact, who else has done what Mary did? Nobody. Nobody. And nobody can ever do it again. Her own assignment was an assignment that was for only one person in this world. And she was the one that was chosen. The only thing that we can do as mothers now is to be praying that our children will be great in the hands of God. The devil will not manipulate their destiny. But when God was looking for somebody to carry his son, now Mary choose. So when God is looking around to do certain things that I have to do, remember we said ministry is God's agenda. What will he say of the Christian woman? Remember what I said? You have found favor with God. Today we cannot talk about what it means to find favor with God. But what I know is this, my dear sisters in the house. 
when we set our lives apart to do God's will and God's will alone, even not the, the not bothered about what people will say or the trouble that you will face, you will find what? God's favor. I will not look about at the only things. But the angel told her, I can see you are troubled. That's what the angel says. I can see that you are troubled. Don't be troubled. Whatever, even if you have been serving God faithfully, truthfully, and you have not seen everything, it looks as if instead of you to see, um, I don't know, what you expect, you are seeing the opposite side of the call. God's word to every Christian sister is that you should not be troubled because God is going somewhere. Then for God to now uh, pipe her down, you know what God said? I know that Mary, you are still confused. You are still wondering whether this thing is God or not. Even though Mary said, let it be done unto me according to your word. In other words, what was she saying? God, I know that I've been serving you. Anything that you want to do with my life, do it, do it with me. But to help Mary, the angel told her, I said, go and look at Elizabeth. You know Elizabeth is Mary's cousin. Abby? She has been trusting God for a child forever. Do you know that she is now three months pregnant? And the Bible tells us that before you know what happened, Mary carried her load. Why did Mary run to Elizabeth out? to give herself confidence that this risky assignment that she's trying to take with God, if she gets to Elizabeth's house and she sees that Elizabeth is pregnant, she will know that God does not fail. So as you look at Luke down, the Bible says she packed her things quickly and ran to whose house? Elizabeth's house. Just to come, give herself confidence. When you are looking for things to stabilize you in the faith, what do you do? Run to the word of God. Luke 1 39 says, she run there and the rest is history. So Mary is a favored single sister. Mary was a woman in ministry. Why do you say she's a woman in ministry? Because she was doing God's word agenda. And how did she get favor? That's a talk for another day. But today, she's the first example. Mary of Bethany, John 12, 1 to 8. We are not looking at people that are one leg in and one leg out. We are not looking at people that are not ready to sacrifice. Let's move very fast. We'll do selective history. John 12, 1 to 8. We are looking at people that are sold out. Even if they don't understand, once they are sure that it is God, they are ready to put their life inside. John 12, 1 to 8. For the poor always ye have with you, but 
me it has not been much people of the it is where we stop. So who is this Mary we are looking at now? Mary the sister of Martha. And the sister of who again? Lazarus. Lazarus. And you remember that God had raised who? Lazarus was the dead. So these were people that were sitting down with somebody to touch told how do they say to you remember? Who was who rose from the he didn't rise anyway. Who was brought forth? It's only Jesus that rose from the dead. Who came back from the dead? And Jesus was about to be buried, uh, to die. And the scripture says that he is going to be anointed. And the next question is, who is going to anoint him? A man or a woman? Who was this person? We have the first example. There's another one that we're not going to look at today. But who was the first person? God reached out to a woman. How did she know? And even the Bible said Judas was all trying to do showmanship. They said, ah, they say your dream is not right. But the Bible said Jesus knew his heart. He said, don't mind it. He only said it because he wants to take the money. Anything that we are doing in the house of God, let us always make sure that our motive is what? That's right. So we can't look at it one by one. But I like the what did she do? Verse 3. The Bible said she took a pound of what? Ointment. Very costly. Can I hear the house say very costly? Very, very costly. Is it cheap? No. Okay. Very costly. And commentaries say that that ointment, different amounts are put at it. But that ointment that Mary used that day. Commentaries say when you add the money for the ointment, it's about one year's complete wage. Do you understand what we are saying? Okay, what we are saying is that I've been working for 12 months and I took my 12 months salary and I used it to go and buy something that I will use to anoint Jesus. And I did not even pour it first so that I can carry the remaining one home. I took the uh, bottle and what did I do? I broke it. In other words, I'm ready to waste it on the master. It's not pouring. Maybe we did communion, we took our wine back home. Some is left in the bottle. But when you break a bottle, nothing is left. Once you break a bottle, the content of that bottle will what? All pour out. That's the that person really was. She was ready to give everything about herself to who? To the master. So she broke the bottle. It was so expensive that Judah said, uh -uh, this is money you are wasting. Was Jesus happy or not? Jesus, Jesus said, Judas, keep quiet. This thing that she did, I, it pleases me so much. And because of that, anywhere they talk about me, they will talk about her. What type of woman is that? I need you to, I leave you to judge. I'm talking to women. Not women that will be doing the thing and will be doing as if we are serving men. We will be doing so. It's like she has been preparing for it. For her to do this, she planned now. It's not something that she did yet. She has been praying. So, what? That's, those are women in it. And she now hid herself into the promise of God that before Jesus is, uh, goes to the cross, somebody will announce him, and she became that person. I can't begin to explain what everything in verse 3 says because of her time. But what did she do? Number one, she broke the bottle. Everybody, I'm in John 12, 3. Then number two, she anointed his feet. And number three, what did she do? 
she wiped his feet with what? Interpret that to yourself. Can you, even if you get to the game, will you kneel down before somebody and begin to wipe the person's feet with your hair? Is that, that's not coming from the head. That's coming from the spirit. That's not coming from seeking human position. That's coming from somebody that wants to get God's approval. It's a different thing for you to be looking for this. Like, if I do this thing very well, you know, pastors are going to recognize it. And people will say I'm very good. And before you do it, that's not what we are talking about. The service of ministry we are talking about, we are not looking for men's approval. We are looking for whose approval? And before she could even get to something, the Bible told us in verse 7 that Jesus said, leave her alone. Leave her alone. It's like when Jesus saw the woman at the well of Samaria. Jesus said, I don't know. There's something I need. I need people that will worship me in spirit and in truth. Leave her alone. Just leave her. Mary of Rome, Romans 16, 6. We are looking at women in ministry. Romans 16:6. Just one scripture. Romans, another Mary. There are so many Mary. Okay, there, there is a Mary in the house. Another Mary. Just one scripture. Greet Mary. Yes. Greet Mary. Who did what? Bestowed much labor on us. You can James. I like to use my phone, but you can switch to the fashion without stress. New King James. Who has New King James? Okay, greet Mary, who labored much for us. Who labored much for us. Let me read New Living Translation. It says, greet Mary, who has worked so hard for your benefit. Let me read Message Translation. <laughs> Hello to Mary. What a worker she has turned out to be. Let me read New International Version. Greet Mary, who works very hard for you. So in all the translations, what is the quality that Mary has? She is a hard worker. I cannot hear you. She is a hard worker. What type of work is she doing? What type of work is it that we have to be able to determine? So from time to time, we don't have time to look at the scripture. Paul himself says, I have labored hard over you. When you hear Paul say he has labored hard over you, he's looking at people that are doing some things. They are interested in the welfare of the brethren. They are carrying in the place of prayer. They are, let me look for one scripture. Maybe it should come to my head. Um, um, let's look at, I think that's what I put there. Colossians 1, 28 to 29. Colossians 1. This is the example of Paul. Colossians 1. Uh-huh. Start from 28. Who will Yes. Warning every man. Uh-huh. And teaching every man. Uh-huh. All this. Uh-huh. That we may present every one perfect in Christ. Okay, 29. Uh-huh. 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 U
Can you see his definition of labor in verse 28? Number one, what did he say he does? He's warning, he do, he's what? He's preaching. Who is he preaching? Jesus. He's not preaching himself. Some of us, we are preaching ourselves. Some of us, we are preaching our experiences. He says, whom we preach. What else does he do? He's warning every man. What kind of warning is he giving? The warning that you can give is the warning that you must live your life according to the scripture. Because if you are coming to sit down in church every day and your life is going opposite direction, you are wasting your what? Time. And the church said we have 250 members. But when God checks the register in heaven, he has 45 members. It's called waste of what? And then, what does he say is doing? Teaching every man in all what? That they may do what? Present every man. How? In who? That is the labor we are talking about. That's what it means to labor in the church. To labor in the church is not to mark an attendance register that you are present. To labor in the church means that you are working hard to everybody, pastor, worker, sister, brother, to make sure that we are presenting every man perfect in who? Christ. When Jesus was going, Jesus said, I will build my church. I'm going to talk about number four. I'm not going further. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against what? Now, when we quote that scripture, Jesus did not say, Jesus said something, before the gate of hell will not prevail against the church, what will Jesus do? He will build. He will do what? Build. And then yesterday, I remember I was saying something that, if I, okay, sometimes you'll be passing beside a building. And when you pass beside that building, you say, ah, this building, three years, is still uncompleted. Why did you say that? Because it's still at the same level where you left it. So you, before you know it, you will call it an uncompleted building. Many of us in the spirit realm, if God looks at us, is he looking at us as an uncompleted building? Maybe because we cannot see what's happening. Jesus did not say he's going to do anything. He said, I, before, if the devil will not prevail against the church, we must allow Jesus to build us. And if Jesus is going to build us, he's going to build us according to his own pattern. And that's why we say that the pattern for Christian is not even the Old Testament anymore. Because the Bible says the Old Testament is a picture of the new. The pattern for Christianity now is found where? New building you. There's no way you can have victory over the devil. How do you want to have victory? You are not allowed Jesus to build you. I want to build my house. I say I want to do story building. You say, I, the architect says, no, it is bound down. I will ask you, who gave you that right? For me, I have a right to build my house the way I want to do it. Is that also? Jesus has a right to build us the way he wants to do it because he is the owner of our lives and the Bible says he has bought us with a price and that price is his blood. So you have to follow God's pattern. If Jesus said, for, don't forgive people, you say, me, I cannot forgive. You are on your own. If Jesus said, love, you say, me, I cannot love. You are on your own. If Jesus said, pray, you say, me, you know that there's always a problem with my stomach. I cannot fast. You are on your own. The builder has a pattern. And your life must conform to that pattern. It is when Jesus builds that life that Satan will not prevail against you. This is the last one we do. Read women in ministry by yourself. Financially stable women. 
what we are saying is that if you are a woman and the ministry must go on with you, then God is not looking for lazy women. Listen to me. Suppose I want to work, I don't want to work. If you don't want to go and work for somebody, work at home. But whether it's outside or inside, you must do what? Work. And if the ministry grows so big and you have to now leave that secular work because you have to give all your time to the spiritual work, then it means that there is something on ground that is going to take care of your needs. Because the poor we are looking at was a tent maker. Proverbs 31. And then we just look at this case one to three and we'll stop. Proverbs 31. Anybody can just pick it up. Who can find a precious woman? From verse 10, I mean. Okay. Who can find a precious woman? And her price is far above this. The heart of her husband will not be strong. The heart of her husband will not be strong. John to 13. She seeks wool and grass and walketh willingly with her. The Bible says that she goes to look for wool. She means some of us know how to knit, I mean. Uh -huh. And she does something with the wood so that she can use. Fourteen. She is like a merchant. Uh -huh. Merchant sheep. Uh -huh. She brings her food from her farm. So she is an international what? Trader, business woman. She is bringing her goods from where? Afar. That's what she, the type of woman she. She is not only restricted here. She will sell to Bara. She will sell in Ikorodu. She will sell in Kaduna. She will sell to Ghana. She will sell. That's God. Ships are bringing in her goods, not wheelbarrow and baskets. Ships. Go on. She rises also when it is yet night, uh -huh. and gives meat to her household uh -huh. and a portion to her ladies. Okay. So she plants her home very well. Go on. She considers the uh -huh. and buy it with uh -huh. the fruit of her hands. Uh -huh. she so she goes to meet one or money that's the language we hear. Say, do you have land for me to do what? To buy. And it's okay, I have land. She looks at it and feels that it's okay. And what does she do? She brings out money to do what? To buy it. Go on. She guides her balance with strength uh -huh. and strengthens her hands. Uh -huh. She perceives that her bachelor's is good. Let me read you the living of 18. Say, she watches for the bargain, the profit. So when I'm doing my business, I know that this one is profitable, this one is more profitable, this one is profitable, and that's what she does. We can't read it down to the end. But as we keep going, then go to verse 23, because some people say, ah, so I support that. Are you, am I saying that the woman can just go and buy something now and not let the husband know? That's not what I'm saying. Go to verse 23. Her husband is known in the gate mm -hmm. when he seated among the elders of the land. So, and then at the beginning, the Bible says something. The Bible says, Her husband calls her and children call her what? Blessed. Is that not so? Yes. The husband and children call her what? Yes. Blessed. So, this type of woman I'm talking about, I don't know where the Bible says a woman, if you don't have any issue, with your husband or anything, and I don't know where the Bible says you should be doing things apart. That's why I started with Priscilla. If it's a Christian group, both of you are husband and wife, then you do things how? Together. But time will not permit us. If it is not a Christian group, then there are certain things that we can begin to look at and begin to say, okay, God intervene, because there's nothing that God cannot do. So that that model of Christianity can still be seen in your home. We can't go there now. But this woman is not a lazy 
Luke 8, 1, 2, 3. And it explains itself. Luke 8, 1, 2, 3. Now it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village, preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him, and certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others who provided for him from their substance. The Bible said they provided for who? Jesus. Jesus. From where? Their substance. Their substance. Today you call it their money. That's what the Bible says. So even though they were following Jesus, they, they were supporting him how? Financially. Because Jesus uh, was man and God. He needed money for a number of things. And he had some people. And it's very interesting that the Bible, when he was mentioning them here, in this Luke 8, chapter 3, many of the people that are, the people mentioned there, they are all who? Women. In this Luke 8, 3, Joanna, woman. Susanna, woman. Mary Magdalene, woman. Is that not so? So what have we said today? That we cannot, we, you can read the rest at home and the Holy Spirit will minister to you. But women are critical in ministry. If you are married and you are married to a Christian man, then your job is to support that man to fulfill the ministry God has. So sometimes women ask me, doesn't mean that if I have a call, I cannot do anything. You can do it. God will give you a way to express yourself under the ministry that the man is completing. We will look when an opportunity comes. Number two, they were ready, they were diligent workers in God's fire. Number three, they had dogged faith and they lived a life of sacrifice. Last two scriptures will be Matthew 27, 55, Matthew 28, 2 to 5. Matthew 27, 55, and Matthew 28, 2 to 5. Women are known to have dogged faith Dogged faith. What is dogged faith? They follow God no matter what. That's what we mean by dogged faith. They follow God no matter what. Yes? Matthew 27, 55. And when you give me a faith, you go in a path of faith, which follow Jesus from Nazareth, ministering unto God. The Bible says that when Jesus was put on the uh, cross of Calvary, the men have disappeared. Two of us. Sure. Disciples are far away. Who were the people that were following afar of? Women. Peter has fallen. All of them, they are by the wayside. Because women have something in them that they can go any length if they put their mind to it. Matthew 28, 2 to 5. Matthew 28, 2 to 5. On the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone for the Lord. Mm. And sat upon it. Yes. His countenance was like light, and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of me, he did shake, and he gave and said, Verse 5. And the angel answered and said unto the Lord. Hold on. And the angel answered and said unto who? 
The women. The women. Do you see men there? No. Okay, go on. Yeah, you know one thing about women, even if they are afraid, if they push their hearts to something, they can keep cool. And that's why Joyce Meyer gave it. She said she wrote a book titled Do It Afraid. So the angel looked at them and said, Do what? Do not be afraid. Just go back and the rest, you know the story. They are the one that went to go and tell Peter and John and all their neighbor that Jesus has what? Risen. So what were they doing around the tomb? Why were they going there, coming, going, coming, going, coming? That's what you call a dogged faith. Faith that keeps believing until what the promise says comes to pass. Jesus told us that he's going to rise from the dead. Jesus said that uh, after three days, we don't really understand, but let's keep going. One day we will see what happens and the day has finally come. Or is it people that are like us? If you read it from the Bible, I was listening to the story, I said it in Central Class on this ago. The woman that is the head of um, Family Center, Abuja, her husband died many years ago. And she looked and said, ah, my husband's ministry, my husband is dead. But because we took this ministry together, my husband's ministry must not die. There is a difference between my husband dying and the ministry dying. If God is my husband is dead, that's between my husband and God. But this ministry now is between me and God. He said she prayed so they, the mat that she's praying with on the floor had holes. One day when she looked at the mat, she saw two holes representing her two knees. About 30 years after, the ministry is standing strong. Why? Because one woman knows what it is to be after in ministry. I said, I don't want to marry again. I'm going to keep this ministry alive till Jesus comes. Let's go For the women in the house, rise on your feet and begin to pray. Lord, help me to contribute my quota in this work of ministry. Open your heart and begin to pray. Help me, Father, to contribute my quota. For the men in the house, let's pray for our women. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Your mother and pray for yourself. This is the time to pray.
If you want to be a vessel, the right vessel in the hand of God, make sure you pray. Pray that you will not pray. So Amen. When you pray, when you are equipped, the same way that you are going to do in the house of God, in the sight of Christ, when you are together with God, and we are the ones.